0: welcome to nomad yarners the yarn truck podcast we're erica and dave a husband and wife mobile yarn shop owners bringing you tales from the road adventures in fiber arts with a little bit of the rest of life thrown in this is episode 106 recorded the last week of may 2020 today's episodes include extended what you're working on sit back get comfy and enjoy the show so we thought for a while we keep up with the kind of
1: extent of what you're working on. Um, we have more of these to talk about as we do um, more things around the house and gardens, and we are setting up to do kind of different things with the with the truck and the business right now. So we thought there's lots to talk about in here, and we can hopefully keep you entertained.
0: Yep, we're just switching it up. We're, we've been in our house for a really long time. <laughs> So
1: okay, what are you working on this week? All weeks of leading into each other, but what are you working on this week?
0: Um, uh, this afternoon, um, because I am better at remembering things that have happened recently, um, there have been a lot of really horrible, awful things happening that are incredibly stressful. And in addition to doing the beneficial things that I can for marginalized communities in general, My other coping skill is digging holes in our yard. So I've been digging holes in our yard. Um, and I finished a a garden bed. Um, uh, We added, I don't even know what number garden bed this is, um, that we have added during the pandemic. Um, It's a lot. Um, This one was kind of where we were storing the mulch that we were getting delivered from the tree trimming companies. They would dump like their whole big giant truck full of mulch um, and it's this weird little shady spot, right so next bed is to our kind house. Kind of a, a loose definition. Yeah, it's a fairly large space. It's sort of meandering. We put some sticks down to delineate the path compared to the the garden beds. But it's part. Of, it's like an L shape. Part of it is the, the L against our actual house um against uh, like the kitchen window and then uh, we have a porch that comes out so there's an l section of it that is against the house um and then we have a path. so then there's a little we have like little garden beds against that and those were kind of already there and they kind of had some plants in them already um, we just hadn't maintained it very well over the last few years with kids and and big work changes um, but we massively extended it and made it like i don't know it comes out five or six times as
1: wide so yeah. the way that our house is set up we have have our kind of back dining room and kitchen um, that's kind of north-south and then off of that there's there's a big kind of covered porch that goes all around the front that starts kind of going east-west in that corner but then probably... I would say about fifteen feet from our house, the like heavy woods starts. We're surrounded on the main part of the hill that our house is on it is almost entirely covered in with trees all the way around. Um, so it, it kind of fades into the to the proper woodland there, um, which is um, kind of been overtaken by daylilies and wildflowers and stuff. So there's just a patch of kind of sad looking half grass, half weeds. It needed to be mowed but it never really made a a lawn because it's so shaded. Um, So we decided to deal with it. So Erica has been instrumental in getting that going because
0: my coping skill is digging (laughs) Um...
1: (laughs) holes. My coping skill is doing doing lots of random things. Erica needs to be outside digging
0: so um, Um, we're we're a good team. We're playing to our strength. Um, so we finally got that finished. Um, it feels really good. Um, there, half from a few plants, right? Some more plants can go into it, but we have quite a few plants in there. My parents have an incredibly extensive, very beautiful, very very established shade garden at their house. Um, they've been at that house for twenty plus years, and half of their house is kind of um, the same
1: set of bazaars that they have. Um, tree cover um, in the front of their house that extends probably like 60, 70 feet out at least from the front of their house, like after about a 20-foot gap, so there's a big, wide shade section.
0: Yeah, um, And so we have been dividing some of their plants to bring over here. Um, we're kind of doing it a carload at a time. Um, when you're talking about a bed this size, like even when we we took every bucket we own and every like plant pot and took all of theirs. Um, filled everything up with divided parts of plants filled our car like the trunk of our car the the floorboards under the kids feet um, and full of plants and that's like a tenth of the bed (laughs) Um, so I uh, think today when we go to get the kids from my parents house I think we'll probably get some more plants now that the bed is all the way finished um because we still had small mulch piles there um and so obviously we couldn't plant into the mulch piles so what plants we put in let's give us a give us a rundown um uh, hostas the notorious plant shade plant um i have some heuchras in a couple of different colors we have pastas in a couple of different colors and like stripy ones
1: three different heuchras including an unusual kind of bronzy
0: yellow one yep the light colored one is cool um lily of the valley was already there i don't know if it was wild or planted by the previous owner but there was already a lily of the valley there um some peonies
1: i think you planted that like five years ago maybe (laughs) <laughs> um, some
0: peonies had been transplanted from my parents' house a couple of years ago. And so those were still there. We have a million billion of those like orangey daylilies. I always call them graveyard daylilies because I always think of them as having a big patch in all of like the old graveyards, um, like the side churches and stuff. I don't know why I have that association. I just do. Um, but we have a lot of those. Um, we bought some azaleas um, a couple of weeks ago in the like dollar plant rack area. Yeah, because-
1: ferociously trying to amend the soil so they're happy because we're quite alkaline where we are and they like acid so there's daily dumps of coffee grounds and we put um, some uh, acid fertilizer and stuff yeah it's
0: totally a myth that coffee grounds make the soil more acidic the the volume is off like if was if the soil was exclusively coffee grounds yes it would be acidic but the volume of coffee grounds on the average soil no that's a myth who's just listening to a Joe Gardner podcast episode okay. about garden myths. Well, maybe we'll dump to other places then. <laughs> <laughs> it's good nitrogen, but it doesn't make your soil more acidic. Um, anyway, uh, I can't even think of other, something called toad lilies that came from my parents, um, some astilbe, even more peonies that I dug up out of our woods um, because they don't bloom when they're in full shade. And I think peony blooms are pretty uh some scented geraniums which are very scented some bloodroot which have a really weird looking leaf they're big leaves almost look like almost like an aquatic plant yeah they're like uh (laughs) leaves um i'm running out some roses yep um some sweet woodruff which is a like a ground ground cover that's happy in the shade Um, so it's, it is filled in, it it certainly looks like we could do with some more plants, but it doesn't look like a gigantic stretch of nothing but mulch, which is what it did look like. Um, ferns, ostrich ferns, um, which apparently are quite invasive. My dad told us not to plant them, um, because he planted them in his garden and has now been digging them up for 20 years trying to get rid of them. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun and interesting to see how this goes. I hope that I manage to do the upkeep on the garden because I am i like digging holes. I don't necessarily like maintaining gardens. Um, so we'll see. That's more my kind of bag. So hopefully that will yep oh, wow. we're about to get strawberries on a strawberry plant this like merge this new one merges into um the uh, another holding project that i did earlier in the pandemic um which was to create a strawberry lawn with like 300 strawberry plants and there's um horseradish and carrots and volunteer carrot plants came up through there it's a little wacky this bed like <laughs> well, carrots you planted last year and then never came up yeah so just they <laughs> Uh, So it's and I planted some ginger like I bought ginger at the grocery store and um, planted it in the hopes that I can grow some ginger plants, which would be very exciting. Um, So there's there's all kinds of craziness happening, um, but it's I like to be outside and digging holes. Um, So and Poppy, our four year old, has been very enthusiastic about finding the biggest strawberries. Um, on the strawberry plants and check have you seen how big this one is? This is the <laughs> biggest one. Um, so there's still, we're probably like three days from the first ripe strawberry. Um, she's she's going to lose her little mind. She's been keeping <laughs> keeping close track. Um, so what fiber arts things have you been working on for our well, why podcast? Why don't you do one? Um, why don't you do a thing that you've been working on? Okay. Um,
1: well, I have been working on all of the reorganization, <laughs> so I'm very close to finished uh, with reorganizing the um, office at Nomad HQ. So with the way things have been going, our NC sales and our online sales have been increasing. We've been putting more and more stuff on our online store when um, we started our subscription boxes. Uh, so I really needed kind of a dedicated shipping area. Um, Also, before we eventually head back out on the truck, I want to do um, a bit of renovations, things that just need fixing up and stuff like that. So I've been getting a staging area ready for us to move all of the stock off the truck uh, to make sure that doesn't get damaged, to make sure it's all nice and organized for when we want to load it back on. I want to do some kind of truck reorganization and moving things around, which I tend to do fairly regularly anyway, uh, just to make sure everything's fresh for the season. Um, So I've been doing that kind of started tidying up on the truck, especially for when I'm doing my Facebook Lives, and kind of really making that look is best. Um, I've really mostly finished my dye studio and getting all that set up as we're really getting more into hand dyeing. Um, every every month it seems I'm doing more and more um, hand dyeing as a proportion of what we do. So all of my kind of work areas have been up in the air, but are slowly getting to a much better kind of place of where I want them to be. Along with that, um, You'll have known that we kind of switched over our website to a new um, platform that was uh, originally hosting just our online store. So you'll now see, um, as of today, our new front page from our website is all set up to make it much easier for you to navigate um, around the online store. Um, you'll also see some, some new pages going up there um, that kind of echo what was on the old website. There's The, the podcast can all be reached from there now as well. Um, so I'm really pleased with the way the online store is looking. We are planning to get a whole load of new kits up there uh, for our own stuff and also um, for jobs uh, for commercial companies we work with. So go check out NomadeYarnShop.com and you can see all the things we've been working on there. Um,
0: including... Dave has been working really hard, and this is not the kind of stuff that he loves to do. Although he is reasonably good at it, um, so please, please be nice to him and go open it up on your browser. Go and
1: look and at it. Go admire on... all of his hard work. <laughs> We'd love you to buy some stuff, but at the very least, go and look at it because <laughs> um, I think it's pretty. Um, so I've been working on that. So the online store is, is nearly where I want it to be, and I'm going to start doing some more um of the really tedious things like search engine optimization to make it uh, really easy to find us online so i'm pleased with how that is looking and then um the other big thing i've been working on is the festival season boxes which i'm going to talk about as kind of my next what you're working on thing you to hand it back to erica for a minute for her to think of something else you've been doing
0: okay well i have been and am currently right at this moment um, knitting a brioche scarf <laughs> Uh, so that is the fiber arts that I have been doing. I am I'm, I'm dipping my toe into weaving. I'm pretty sure I talked about that um, on the last episode. I helped my mom set up a floor loom at her house and did a little bit of weaving on that. That inspired me to um, start working on the project on the rigid heddle loom that I have had warped and a quarter done for six months. Um, and I've started, um, doing that a little bit, my, I'm having some issues with carpal tunnel and my fingers are like going numb and waking me up at night. And I find that, um, doing a long time of rigid heddle weaving is making that same thing happen. Like my fingers start to go numb as I'm doing it. Um, so I'm kind of working in fits and starts. Um, and I do tend to, when I do something, go all out with it. Um, so I find it hard if I can only do something for like 15 minutes before I need to stop. I just tend to not start that project because my preference is to get into something and do it for a long, um, period of time, um, in my like relaxation time. Um, but, uh, oh, and I've, I've hit a snag where I had some issues with the warp strings snapping and if you are not a weaver or a very novice weaver the warp is the long strings that go like top to bottom Um, and then the weft is when you're going side to side back and forth between those Um, and so when i warped this originally um, i had two strings that broke and i just tied them in knots to keep like to be able to keep going with what I was doing, which I'm positive is not the right way to have done it, but that's what I did. Um, and I'm now to the point where I have hit those knots. And so I have to look up how to deal with it. Um, and also I know that I do not have any more of the yarn left that I worked it with. I used all of the yarn. Um, and so I know you're like, you add in a new one a new warp string but I'm gonna have to use a different colored yarn because I don't have the same thing and it like it was a gift from my mom 10 years ago I don't still have the tag I couldn't get more of it even if I wanted to um so it's one of those I've kind of hit a stall out point um and also I have no idea what I'm going to do with this fabric when it's done <laughs> um, it's a vi- vis- cozy nylon it's a Processed plant fiber, um, multicolored, sort of wibbly-wobbly, almost... Uh, what texture would you call that? It's not quite a boucle, but it's... Yeah, it's in the, It's a boucle light um, in like purples and blues and greens and pinks, um, of like variegated um, kind of a thing. I really like it. It's pretty. It's not clown barfy. That description, I think, made it sound a little clown barfy. They're sort of muted. They work very nicely together. Um, but that's the warp and it's, I don't know, 20 inches wide. Um, and (laughs) it's long because that's just what I do. Um, when I warp my loom, I just do gigantic, like it's like 17 feet long, 16 feet long, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, not that I'm going to wear a scarf that's 20 inches wide and 16 feet long. And you,
1: you have in the past, it's true.
0: I do like, long <laughs> scarves. it's a little much even for me. Um, and then the weft that I'm using, I bought on sale at a fiber event last year and it's a cotton silk viscose blend. Um, and it's just black, um, and a smooth texture. Um, so all of the interest is in the warp. And so I think it's going to look really weird when I like, make two strands a bit different um but i don't know what i'm going to do with the fabric anyway so i've kind of lost steam on that project just a little bit um but i was enjoying it and i will finish it um i'm probably only like two feet from the end i probably woven 15 feet of fabric um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Brioche you're working on? Why don't you tell us something else and then I'll go back Ooh, to season I'm going to stretch out my fiber <laughs> um, work for as much as it's worth. Well, I'm going to talk about some more fibery
1: stuff. So um, I am about to package up Festival Season Box 1, um, our new subscription box service um i've actually sent the first one out as it needed to go out early and they i sent them um, a skein that i super quick dried um on
0: the back of a chair in front of our window
1: air conditioner last night during dinner (laughs) (laughs) to make sure that that went out in time as it's it's going out for an anniversary present um but the rest of those skeins um i'm just waiting for the last of the moisture just to make sure they're super super dry before i package them out uh go out to all of our subscribers um so i'm looking forward to sharing this with everyone we've got some beautiful new lotion bars um in from granola girl cosmetics
0: and they've been sitting in our um in our entryway and they smell really good when you open the door to go out it's like Ooh, it smells good
1: um i'm going to be working with jd on to how to get some of those on our truck um we would love to get some of her our products into her store, Conspire, in Greencastle. Um, we wanna get some of her products on our trucks. So I'm gonna be working with her on uh, how to do that for when we eventually get back up on the road. Um, if you use the Lolo bars that we've carried in the past, um, those are absolutely fantastic. We still love them, um, but JD is local. We've worked a lot with her. We'd rather keep um, an Indiana product um, on the truck if we can, especially one that from someone who's been so helpful for us um, on the yard truck. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll have some more information on those soon. Um, the new boxes. I'm very pleased with the um, the packaging that uh, we managed to get hold of. So I managed to find some uh, recycled craft uh, pillow boxes um, that we'll be using to pack those uh, subscription boxes up in. They look really stinky
0: cute when they go. They up to do the look cute. Um, it's we put a some might say an inordinate amount of time into sourcing like ethical, compostable, recyclable, um, reused containers and packaging for our things. Um, And so I know Dave put a lot of effort into getting those um, things to be able to mail our subscription stuff out. And and they do look
1: adorable. Um, I'm very pleased with our um, our art cards as they went out. And um, yeah, a a whole bunch of skeins of the um, gelato and the Tutti Frutti. Um, so I've also been working on the next box, which will uh, be revealed on Monday, which means I actually need to do an art card in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an idea of what I want to do. I was going to say you've done you've done some sketches. Yeah, I just they might did. have been on our sidewalk with sidewalk, but
0: sketches have happened.
1: Um, so we just need to make that up. The next so the first box theme was here comes the sun, um, and it was celebrating the start of spring summer. Um, the next one is going to be called Diversity, which I think is a, a particularly appropriate right now, um, and uh, we will be featuring two LGBTQ plus businesses that we work with. We'll be featuring uh, Recraft in India and uh, Bloomington Stitchery, um, both of which we work with very closely. Um, they're making they they're providing some absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, now is a, a good time to uh, support them as well. So, um, yeah, from a uh, you're getting things from all kinds of uh, areas. You're getting uh, LGBTQ businesses and um, a female and immigrant-owned business all in one package. So, yeah, that's that's the best we could do with diversity in our little in our little block. Um, but we have got some uh, fantastic um, little micro gains that we will be. Uh, dying up in... I'm really pleased with this set.
0: It came out really cute. Some bright, rich, like, jewel tones with a grey.
1: I like to think of them as, like, a highlighter pen set. I haven't quite given it a name yet, but um, I think it looks like a set of, uh, like, school highlighter pens. It's a a blue-gray for about 70% of the little micro, and then uh, 30% in a really, really bright, vibrant colour. Think, like, highlighter yellow, really, really bright... um, like neon green, um, a bright kind of fuchsia, a really rich purple. Um, so there's going to be a set of 10 of those. Um, a fantastic little hand-sewn um, uh, little bag. Pro- like um, project uh, bag. Project bag. It's like adorable. Um, very, very cute. About the size of the uh, small project bikes that we've had printed in the past. Um, they will be in various different fabrics, but the first ones at least will be in uh, a fabric with little foxes wearing little sweaters. And they're absolutely stinking adorable. My beautiful Recraft is providing us with materials for us to make um, some eclectic stitch markers, so, uh, recycled materials from them um to make an absolutely fantastic set of uh recycled those have well. come out
0: we're we've uh, almost finished those those are those
1: have been poppy fine. has been helping with those she loves stringing beads on things so some of them were made by 45. designed by poppy um she has a good eye for putting beads onto she really onto does like
0: six. truly better than mine <laughs> <laughs> don't worry the actual metalworking was done by day
1: yep. um so we're really pleased with this box we hope you love it when it comes out on um on the 1st and then I will be ordering some more base soon because uh, a couple of our hand eyes have really taken off and I am um, looking for new base ideas for um, our July and August boxes so I'm going to do an order soon and uh, get some more hand eyes rolling. Um, the regular gelato has been uh, doing pretty well as well, we've had um, uh, Naughty Bliss Boutique over in Terre Haute. Um, she is a, an indie designer and uh, sells some of her work online, has been working with uh, Gelato as well. So you'll be seeing one of her designs for a cute little crop top um, coming up soon with that. So we're excited about where our hand eyes are going on the subscription box. Yep.
0: Speaking of Dave's hand-dyed, I have been doing, I will talk about my brioche scarf now. Um, I have been working on this project for what feels like months. I think it has been. It has been
1: months because you um, stopped working on it for a
0: long time. Yeah. <laughs> but I like brioche um, and I'm actually using a pattern, an original pattern that I had designed back when we were still at the store a couple of years ago now. I did a matching set of a brioche hat and brioche scarf that matched it. Um, I published the pattern to Ravelry for the brioche hat, but for some reason, I never got the brioche scarf pattern up on Ravelry. Um, so I am doing the knitting um, uh, again. and making another one of the scarves. Um, following my own pattern, making some tweaks as I as I go along, and then I'll record the videos and reformat it and all of that stuff and then release it for the first time. Um, so if you happen to have come into our store, you may have purchased this pattern in the first format, but I didn't ever get it out online. And um, what's it called? What a fantastic... Oh, Let Them Eat Brioche Scarf. Um and um so that has been it's been fun it's been fun to work with i'm using the yarn called fireworks it is a fingering to sport weight um i'm doing it on a size (laughs) looking at the cable right now to work it out on a size it has rubbed off my uh, needle but will definitely be in the pattern i think it's probably a four um needle just by looking at it i've looked at a lot of needles in my life um and it is a wool with a little bit of sparkle um in it it's, it's not a soft
1: spun merino with silver stellina.
0: yeah and it's not an overwhelming sparkle um you you've almost got to catch it in the right light to see the sparkle it's not it's not a smack in the face sparkle
1: um uh, and when i dyed this this was done in a um a low acid process relatively cool so the dye is set but the colors are um more subdued um that keeps the sterling really really bright um so the silver is really bright but the colors are more kind of toned down than some of my really um kind of crazy brights
0: yeah and that's because uh, you met if you put in too much acid and too much heat you dull the metal in the stellina sparkles um he's nodding uh, but the way I am it, so the, the way that this scarf works in general, and I'm, I have not hit the halfway point yet, so I've only done one of the two, um, parts of this, but it's got stripes that go two directions because I do a lot of that, um, <laughs> uh, in my design work. It's just a thing that appeals to me. Um, so it's a two color brioche. If you've not ever knit brioche I would highly recommend that for your first brioche project, you do two colors, it's just easier to see what you're doing um, than if you're working with just one color, Um, it's easier to keep track of. Um, So I know that may be counterintuitive, if you've never done brioche before, two colors would seem like it would be harder, but it's actually not, it's easier to tell that you're on the right track if you've got two colors going. And just remember what step you're on versus if you have, um, because if you're doing brioche you're going to need two balls of yarn connected so they can be two of the same color or they can be two different colors but you need two um, but you do a narrow scarf so this is probably only four inches across um, So it's a pretty narrow scarf. You do the full length that you want your scarf to be, um, and then you bind it off at the end. So you've completely finished a scarf. Um, And the way brioche works is it's always going to, one of the colors is going to be more pronounced on one side, and the other color is going to be more pronounced on the other side. So I'm doing mine with a shade of the gray fireworks and then a a shade of like the pinky, like pinky purples. Um, fireworks. So when I look at one side of this scarf, um, it mostly looks gray with a little bit of the pink peeking through. And when you look at the other side, it mostly looks pink with a little bit of the gray peeking through. Um, and once I've completely finished the scarf in brioche um, this way and bound it off, I'm going to pick up stitches all the way along the long length of the scarf. Um, and then I'm going to knit brioche stripes going that long length. So I'll have half of the scarf will be stripes going long ways and half of the stripes will be um will be stripes going short ways. It won't be quite as wide. The short ways I'll probably do like two or three inches instead of four inches. Um it's gonna depend a little bit on how much yarn I'm using. Um my and how bored you get. And how bored I get when I'm ready to be done. Um my vision a little bit is I would like to make this only use half a skein of each yarn um because I would love to be able to make this as a kit where we actually wind the yarn into two halves um, and then you can get the kit for half the price of having to buy the full skeins if you only need half the skeins. Um, So it's going to depend a little bit on how much yarn this is using. Um, I know brioche is notoriously a yarn hog um, so if it works out that it's not possible to get it out of two halves of the of the yarn um, skein then that won't be what I do but that's my aim.
1: And then the scarf might probably end up bigger.
0: Yeah, I do tend to, if you, if I'm going to use all the yarn, I want to use all the yarn. <laughs> um, I also it's like very, long scarves. It's very pretty. Uh, th- this
1: yarn works really well in this pattern.
0: It does. You get almost like stripes. It's almost like stripes four ways, um, <laughs> because although it won't be a stripe in the long direction. Um, he dyed long sections of color, so he basically like, ha- like the gray one that I'm using, like half of it So if you think about the skein is wound into like a five foot around loop. Um, He dipped kind of half of the loop. So about two and a half feet into a darker gray. And then the other half of the loop, the other two and a half feet into a lighter gray. Um, And because it's such a narrow scarf, um, you actually almost get stripes. Um, So I get like two rows with the slightly darker half of the gray and then about two rows with the slightly lighter half. So when you look at it, it's subtle. It's not like cat and the hat kind of stri- stripey. Um, it's a subtle stripe, um, but the stripe of gray and pink go long ways down the scarf, and then the stripes within the gray go short ways across the scarf. And then when I put the stripes going the other way, it's going to reverse. Um, so it's I I don't know. I like. I like stripes in multiple directions. It is a thing. I've, I've probably done, I don't know, 15 patterns with stripes that go multiple directions.
1: Yeah, at, at least. <laughs> I like it. You don't there have to. I, I've done other designs that don't have stripes
0: going multiple ways. Um, so that's my brioche adventure. Someday I will even finish the scarf, make the pattern available online, and have, it get, have kits from us that you can buy. Today is not that day.
1: It will be seen, hopefully. Um, so I've been working on something very exciting this week. So it was our eighth wedding anniversary this week. Oh, are you going to
0: tell them how obnoxiously adorable you are? Because I think you should. I was going to tell them how obnoxiously adorable you are. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that too. Dave is more thoughtful.
1: (laughs) So you've been married eight years. Erica's put up with me for over a decade now. So, um, out of all of that, she's still nice enough to me to buy me a smoker. Um, because I... I've dubbed myself the British ambassador to barbecue. I absolutely love smoke things. um, And I've been saying about how at some point, oh, maybe when I'm a grown-up, I'll buy myself a smoker. um, And uh,
0: she made that decision for me. I thought it would take too long before he became a a (laughs) (laughs) grown-up.
1: So we've been playing with that this week. Yesterday, actually, we uh, fired it up for the first time after giving a good seasoning. uh, We got some cast iron pans for it as well, so make sure we had... Um, some cookware that's going to he- be really good at heating. Um, and I had my first go at smoking some meat in my smoker. Um, so we started with a piece of top round of beef. Um, and um, where did we get that from?
0: Was that one from Myers was Market from in Myers Greenwood? Market? Or in Greencastle? I think it was. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think it was. It was either from them or Gordon Farms in at the Danville Farmer's Market. <laughs> anyway, a nice piece of top round of beef. Um it but, was from myers because gordon's doesn't do cows
1: um that i first brined um so it was with a dry brine um which kind of doesn't make sense but um that's kind of what it's called uh, so i rubbed it in lots of um coarse salt and brown sugar overnight Um, and left it in the fridge for about uh, 16 hours. We actually started in the afternoon. We didn't get it on the smoker till early afternoon. Um, So what that does is it um, helps to tenderize the meat, uh, really open it up and then draw some moisture out of it um, to make it as tender as possible when it's done in the smoking environment. Um, And then... Yeah, I'd never run a smoker before, so we picked, um, I had some mesquite chips um, from what I tried to do smoking on a regular grill, um, so I soaked those up, seasoned the smoker with those, and then started with those, um, and then one great thing about having a big orchard is we have an unlimited supply of fruit wood, um, so we dug in our, our big brush pile that, um, We tried to light earlier in the year and uh, it was too green. Well, it turns out uh, green uh, fruit wood is absolutely fantastic for smoking with.
0: So So we prune all of our fruit trees in the spring and we put them in a big heap. Um, And that was what we went digging in to find them. Um, So I went and dug out a nice
1: piece of sweet cherry um, and basically chopped um, the very fine material um, up into little pellets and used that to smoke with. So we mostly used cherry. And I made my own uh, barbecue rub. So I um, took, again, some salt, brown sugar, um, a bunch of paprika, um, chipotle peppers, um, garlic powder, onion powder, black pepper, and mustard. Um, I mixed that up and made a big pot of barbecue rub, rubbed that all over the the joint of meat, um, and got that in the smoker. um, And that smoked um, about 250, 40 degrees uh, for six hours because um, we wanted it fairly well done, uh, mostly because Len and Greg were coming over and they prefer their meat uh, more well done. <laughs> Those are my parents. Um, so um, normally if it was just us, I think it would have done that particular cut for a little bit less time. Yeah. Um, but we also, as we have the smoker going and didn't want to make it all about meat, um, we smoked <laughs> every other thing. Smoked every other thing possible. Um, so we got some um, some nice uh, fresh corn um, and uh, put
0: that in. I wish we would have cooked that longer. I that was, the, that was longer. the only part that, of the meal that wasn't absolutely it was, fantastic. It was cooked, but didn't have that really roasty flavor yet yep. um it was
1: still very good sweet corn um yep. so... we just put
0: it in like husks silk and all like the whole thing um we had six years of corn to put them on the top rack of the smoker we put those in for about an
1: hour i think they could have really done with two hours in the smoker yeah. to get really uh exactly how we wanted them uh we also made it was not high
0: heat it was like under 250 degrees fahrenheit
1: And normally we'd only if we were roasting those in the oven we'd only do them for about half an hour to forty minutes. Uh, But you're adding another like hundred and fifty degrees minimum to that, so they could have done with could have done with a bit longer. But we also did um, some baked beans. Eric, and mix those up. Um, I did.
0: They were everything, including the kitchen sink baked beans. Um, We I made some pinto beans the night before in the slow cooker from dry beans. Um, and then I drained the cooking liquid off of those. I put in a pureed onion and some garlic cloves, and then I just started adding seasoning things um, until uh, it looked roughly until the right color. it looked roughly the right color. So I dumped <laughs> in some of the rub that day, the the barbecue the rub, yeah, yeah, the rub that he had left over from the meat, not the stuff that had gone on to the meat, but the stuff still in the pot that or in the in the Bowl that had never touched the meat. Um, I dumped in some of that. I dumped in what was left of a a, a bottle of ketchup. Um, I dumped in half a beer. I dumped in some. It's not. It wasn't coffee, but we have we save our coffee grounds because we sprinkle them on our corn bed. Um, and there's always a little bit of liquid on the top of the coffee ground so it's not coffee. It's like used coffee ground soaking liquid. Um, it was from the that that day. That, that day it was like for an hour. Parts, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, um, wasn't like, uh, um, festering coffee. Yeah, um, <laughs> and what else did I put in? Brown sugar. I put in I feel like there was something else. Some of Dave's homemade hot sauce from last year's garden. Um that's coming to the end now, I think, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um and so it's we need we need some more hot peppers. We need some chili peppers. Yeah. Got some, got some growing um and and stirred all of stirred all of that up um and that was that came out really well and i'd also um put on because if you give me six hours of, of uh smoker time i'm gonna ask the internet what weird things i can smoke um we had a block of tofu in the fridge that wanted using um so i i marinated and smoked tofu and that we will definitely do again that was fantastic um we may like couple of days we're gonna have smoked tofu me's, i think yes maybe I, tonight for dinner with asparagus I we have, a lot of asparagus I to have
1: plans to uh to crisp that up a little bit uh, with some starch on the grill and then. Let it onto a sandwich, okay. it's like slaw.
0: Yeah, but I marinated it really basic in some soy sauce, um, a little bit of that Dave's Magic hot sauce that he made, um, and some lime juice. Um, and I just marinated it for like less than an hour, um, and then stuck it straight. Like you, you pick it up, let the um, let the marinade go off. I mean, it's like a liquid marinade, like just let it finish dripping um, and then set those straight on the smoking racks. Um, we made sure to do them above the meat. Um, that way, in case we anyone was eating them who was a vegetarian, these did not touch meat or get any meat dripped on them. Um, and they were in there for, I think, right at an hour, just over an hour. Um, and they were amazing. I ate half a block of tofu just standing up. Um <laughs> They were and joking. the kids both like them too. Rowan, the two and a half year old, more than the four year old. But they were both excited about it. Rowan them. loves Tofu. He does love Tofu. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, we, we, we made full use of... Um, we do love our smoked meats, but as you know, we try and keep our our meat consumption to a minimum. So it's like, well, we'll try and smoke as many things that aren't meat as well to make sure that we have some other smoked things uh, throughout the week. Mac and cheese, David yeah, did some mac and cheese, and cheese. Uh, with my my kind of basic mac and cheese recipe. It's it's not a health food, but it's, it's delicious. Um, so I always make my mac and cheese with just the heavy cream. Um, I don't use any other thickeners because that's thick enough. Um, but I'll start with, um, depending on how much I'm using, um, how normally, uh, for a full, like big mac and cheese, which will last us for two meals as a family, I'll use a pint. Um, for this, I was making a small pan just as a side. So use a half a pint of heavy cream. Um, and then about a cup and a half of sharp cheddar, um, and melt that down into a sauce and it just makes a very thick uh cheese sauce mixed in uh cooked macaroni about what a third of a box Uh, I've cooked macaroni, um, and then um, with this, I just topped it with some of the barbecue rub. If I'm making that as a full meal, um, what I'll do is I'll often add in, um, I've I've added in like zucchini in the past um, on broccoli. um, It's pretty good. Um, If I want to keep it just mac and cheese, I'll make like a crumb topping with um, some kind of leftover breadcrumbs. Whenever we have ends of bread, we um, put them in the oven on low when it's still running and grate those into breadcrumbs so we just have lots of breadcrumbs around um so i'll top up in the freezer Um, yeah in the freezer in the freezer um and um i'll add some other seasonings and stuff in there but this one i just topped up with barbecue rub and then put that in the um in the smoker for about an hour and that was the first thing to go
0: yeah we ate all of that and i think everybody (laughs) would have eaten more if there wouldn't have been more Um, available so next time i'll make a full pound of mac and cheese i think we have like a 10-inch cast iron skillet and then an 8-inch one. So the beans went in the 10-inch and the mac and cheese went in the 8-inch. Next time, the other way around. There weren't many beans left either. It's true. Um, and then we also did some other weird things. Um, for the end of the meal, after we... Turn, taking everything out, we stuck um, halved peaches, like skin side down, um, on the rack, and we turned the smoker off, but it still was hot, and it still had some smoke circulating, so we just closed it all back up again, um, and then after the meal was over, we served those smoked peaches with ice cream. And they were warm with a Tasha smoke, I think next time we'd leave the leave smoke on for, for a few minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Still delicious, you cannot go wrong with fresh peaches and ice cream. Especially
1: with that little hint of cherry smoke that's super, yeah. super sweet, um, smoke it's not a really oppressive strong flavor
0: and then I also because I saw it on the internet um, I put some cherry juice like bought a bottle of cherry juice Uh, I put some of that in the clean cast iron skillet and smoked that cherry juice Um, I used a little bit of that in the bean um, like in the bean blend uh that i made but i poured the rest into ice cube molds and froze it to use to make frozen drinks and how successful was that when we tasted it it was very good cherry juice you would never have known that it was (laughs) i think i needed to leave it for a longer time i wanted the pan back to make my beans and so i didn't leave it in for very long but it's good cherry juice, and it will be good in frozen drinks. So those are all of our hot smoked applications. And I think
1: next time we fire it up, we're going to try doing a cold smoke run um, because we really like to have a go at smoking
0: some cheese. I don't think that that's going to work. It's I mean, too hot outside. Apparently, to do cold smoking, you can set your, your smoker to a very, very low temperature. Um, but if the outside is 100 degrees, which it will be here in Indiana for the next couple of months. The inside of your smoker is also going to be 100 degrees before you even add a fire to it. We're gonna try anyway. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We will be eating a lot of melted cheese, um, which is delicious, I like melted cheese. Um, I wanna try smoking some paneer, which is, you basically take some milk and you add some acid to it, like lemon juice, and you strain out the curdles, and then it's a non-melting cheese. Um, so I think that would work very well um, and almost give you, like, a smoked tofu kind of thing. It would just be milk protein instead of bean protein. Um, so on top of some dal. There you go. See? See? You're thinking. Um, so I see you can smoke cream cheese, like, put it in a little foil nest, and so when it starts to melt and go everywhere, it's contained. Um, I, I think we can do some smoked cheeses. I think they will melt. So what else did we do for our anniversary? <sighs> This is getting to be a really long podcast. We did other fun things. It was our pottery anniversary, because that's what eight years is, pottery.
1: Pottery or bronze. Um, I decided it was too difficult to smell metal at home
0: so dave is very very thoughtful and sweet um and i am not um i paid attention exactly once to him saying that he wanted a smoker and i went to the nearest small business that i could find that was open and had a smoker and bought him one um that works dave, <laughs> i was very pleased with it so you, um, you can take some credit dave came up with an astounding number of pottery related things for us to do in our house
1: so normally every year i do um the the great adventure for our anniversary the, for the theme of what it what it is um so last year was the <coughs> the great copper caper um where well, we went to a distillery and uh did some other um copper themed things um so this year was the great pottery plot
0: yes and so he got from a local u, our local u paint pottery studio um he got like Paint your own pottery at home. Um, so he had little paints um, and big mugs for us because we both like to drink a lot of coffee, um, and we don't like to do dishes. So we often and we're minimalists. So we don't have a lot of mugs. So now we have an extra. Well, we have plenty mugs. of mugs, then we smash some. because Yeah, we can't <laughs> and the children were involved. Um, So we both painted, we painted mugs together. Um, Then he got me a fancy self-watering plant pot to plant one of my dwarf pomegranate trees that I grew from seeds because on our wedding, like at our actual wedding, We, like, symbolically planted a pomegranate tree together to symbolize all the things that you do at weddings to symbolize things. Um, And then we promptly killed the tree because I'm not very good at taking care of living things. Um, And so he got me this fancy self-watering thing because I just forgot to water it and it died. Um, So he got me this fancy self-watering pot. Um, So I forgot to water it too. Yeah. Um, And then we made, we cooked together a tagine, which is... For dinner, um, which is traditionally made in a big clay pot thing, um, we made ours in a crock pot, which to be fair is ceramic base. Um, and then we made creme brulee for dessert. And by we, I mean, I stood in the kitchen and handed Dave things and he did all the cooking. He's better <laughs> at that stuff than me. Um, and then he ordered some uh, cosmetic grade clay um and we made clay masks we had a mask off um so dave made up a mask with general kitchen ingredients that we had and i made my version um and we made sure that they each contained the like green clay that you'd use for facial masks um and then we put half like half of our face with one of our masks and the other half with the other one. And Mine was not very successful. No, his, he grated, it was a good thought, He, but he grated um, cucumber. cucumber into the mask. Grated cucumber doesn't, like, stick to your face like a mask. He also put his body weight in essential oils in there, and it was a lot of burning. <laughs> it was exfoliating. <laughs> what did you keep calling it zingy with zingy some um he claimed that the burning meant it was working um but it was fun um it was a really lovely day my parents watched our kids so that we actually i think it's the first time since they were born that we had a day without the kids where we didn't do work um so that was really nice and this is we've talked for ages and speaking of children we need to go get ours yeah it was meant to be a short episode but we
1: talked wasn't. about lots of things so we hope you've had a uh, a good week um and yeah stay safe out there uh, do go and check out all of the fun things that we have going on at nomad yarns um for the virtual classes and the virtual crafting club uh we are taking a kind of a bit of a break on those um basically because so the interest in them is kind of as far enough as people have found other things to do um, and um, things have opened things up, things are starting to open up in various places. Um, but we will be continuing to do our um, virtual truck stop every week. Um, when we do eventually decide to open, um, it will be very limited to start with, um, kind of sticking local to us. We may have a time where we just take um, a small number of people for appointments, even at Nomad HQ, we're talking about. Um, possibilities of doing that, but we're hoping to have some sales and specials and stuff when we open up um, as we've kind of cleaned and reorganized the truck. So, watch out for that. Um, all the sales and specials and stuff that we run on the truck will also be available online. So, if you don't want to come and see us um, physically and you want to stay home, uh, even when we do get back on the road, you will not be missing out on any of those specials.
0: Yep um and we are still not currently scheduling our first stop as we are still monitoring the cases of the COVID-19 virus In our area, um, uh, we want to follow the best practices, especially as the truck is such a small, confined space that social distancing within the truck would be completely impossible. Um, We will let you know as soon as we do schedule something. Um, We're looking at it will be at least mid-June before we would have our first stop.
1: Um, we have heard from um, shows that we would normally go to mid-June that they are now cancelled as well so um, our truck stops are normally a small amount of time with quite a large uh, number of people in a confined space so um, the definition of what should and not be we happening move right around now, the but... state quite a lot so um, we don't want to become a plague car so we will be uh, keeping ourselves um, safe um, and you safe by staying off the road for a little while until we're sure that we can um, Protect everybody who comes on board.
0: Yep. So, All right, stay safe. We'll see you next week. And check us out online.
1: Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Ravelry, and our website, knowmyjowdshop.com. And remember, in crafting and in life, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.